Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turn top 1% network marketer, turn dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. Hey, sister friend, welcome back to the Garden of Favor. Before I get into today's episode all about I am statements and why they are powerful, but also why they don't always work, um, I am going to ask a big favor of you. So if this podcast, any of the episodes have spoke to your heart or resonated with your spirit in any way, I've got a really big favor. If you haven't already, can you please leave a review? Give us a rating, leave a review, and please share it on social media. That is a way that you can sow into this business tree of mine uh, without really doing much besides spreading the word that this is here and this is a place for women to learn about their garden, learn about the favor of God, some business tools and some life tools, all of the things. So I so appreciate that and it really helps me. So with that being said, please do that today and or this weekend. I would love that. And yeah, we are got some really good stuff coming up. So I'm excited. So let's dive in. Let's talk about it. I am statements. They're really popular. They're popular not only in the entrepreneur world, but really in the world in general. And I'm sure if you go to Pinterest today, you can find a lot of them. And interesting enough, you can find a lot of them in the Bible. And so I know as an entrepreneur, I have used I am statements. I encourage women to do I am statements, but I have learned some things about them. One, I've learned the power of them and why they're important. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But also I have learned why they're not enough. And there's a couple of reasons why they're not enough. And as I continue to educate myself and I continue to grow and do my own personal development, and of course, because I am a coach, I'm always learning new things. And uh, I've got some things to share with you kind of from a not only biblical and spiritual perspective, but from a neurological perspective. So let's dive in. So I am sure that you have heard people say before, uh, you know, well, write affirmations, you know, write, write down I am statements that are powerful, that are speaking against whatever that negative thing that you are thinking in your head. So I think the first thing is that we have to recognize what we're saying about ourselves. Sometimes that's really hard. And I am a coach. I, and I know a lot of the tools and the strategies and I, I do those with my clients. However, I have a coach to help me hear my own thoughts. Because the truth is that our thoughts, the ones that have been repeated over and over and over and over, they actually become our beliefs, which where our subconscious lies and it's where we operate 90% of our life from. And so maybe 
it's these beliefs about yourself that I am, and you could fill in the blank. Think about one of the negative things that you have said about yourself or that you've thought about yourself and thought, oh my goodness, I'm not good enough, or I am lazy, or I am not worthy, or I am not special, I am not pretty, I am not thin enough. I mean, whatever it is that you have potentially said to yourself, if you've repeated that thought over time and or if somebody else has repeated that thought to you over time, repeated thoughts become beliefs. And our identity is found within our belief system. And I'm actually, uh, I have a group coaching program right now with a set of businesswomen that I'm teaching this to and they're learning how powerful this is. And so a repeated thought becomes a belief and that is where we operate 90% of our life from. So from these I am statements, they have become beliefs and that's where we operate from. So if you have been told I am, whether it's positive or negative, I think sometimes we always go to the negative, but maybe you were in a home where your parents raised you to believe that you are capable, Um, you are strong, you are courageous, you know, whatever some of those positive things that we can say about it. So you know, and this is where it gets, it can get to that where we say, okay, well, is this new age or is this, is this biblical? And because I am so uh, fascinated by mindset and I am in the process of getting my neuro coaching certification in mindset, and it's been part of my life for such a long time. And I think that it has really impacted the amount of favor that I have experienced and it so much goes back to mindset. But I also have stinking thinking sometimes just like you, which is, again, why I also have coaches so that they can help me identify those deep-rooted beliefs that are lies from the enemy. And I refer to those as weeds. They are weeds in your garden that are taking up space that they should not be occupying, that that is precious uh, ground that the Lord has given you to cultivate good things. So to fulfill your calling, to fulfill your purpose, and to you know love God and love other people. So are I am statements powerful? Yes, they are. Because when we repeat a thought over time, it becomes a belief. And also thoughts produce emotions. And then emotions are what a lot of us operate from. You'll probably have heard me say my phrase that I say all the time, get out of your feelings, get into your Bible. And so that's part of what today is about, to get out of your feelings, get into into God's word about who he says that you are. Because I am statements are super powerful and they are truth when they're rooted in God's word. And so when I am statements are biblically rooted in Christ and in his nature and who we are called to be, they are so powerful because what God's word says is is truth um, and it is in his promises are yes and amen. And so the Bible also says that we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. If we have been believing a lie of the enemy or of somebody else or of ourselves for so long and it's become a belief system, the Lord says, <clears throat> excuse me, that we can be renewed, we can be renewed transformed sorry we can be transformed by the renewing of your mind do you need transformed in some areas in your life i know i do i know the lord continues to give me revelation about what the lies i have been believing and why i am not operating in my full authority as a king as a daughter of the king as uh, you know all of the things that the bible says that i am and that as children of god you are too 
And so God took me on a journey. So in 2018, I walked through a very traumatic experience where a lot of people put labels on me and said a lot of unkind things about me. And I, I, I heard a lot of mean things and it wrecked me because I knew that that's one, not how I saw myself. And two, I thought that is not me. I felt really misunderstood. And so in 2019, the Lord took me on a deep journey on who I am in him. What is my identity in Christ? And also, you know, I've shared a bit about in 2018, I was terminated from a company and accused of doing something that they had zero proof of and they never justified their actions that they took against me. And it spiraled out of control so fast that it was it was just wild. And um, my life went from, you know, kind of everything that you would ever want to losing losing all of the business. And the Lord has been so gracious and kind to show me where that business was an idol. And that was getting in the way of my relationship with God. And I'm going to do a future episode on eight things that I've learned from losing my eight-figure business. So stay tuned for that. It's good. I'm still praying on it to make sure that it comes out that I am better and not bitter. Um, and for those of you working through some things, I just want to share with you that, you know, working through trauma, whatever it looks like for you, it, it's a process. And um, just thanking the Lord for his gracious timing and his... Um, his mercy and his kindness and his love through the process. But the process, let's be honest, like it's 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 brutal. It's brutal and it's beautiful at the same time. But with that being said, in 2019, after I was dealing with all these things that people were saying about me and, and, and accusing me of, and I knew that that wasn't it, and I knew my heart, and I was getting right with the Lord and really having to lean in that, you know what, it doesn't matter what they say about me. It matters what God says about me. And it matters what I then think about myself. Because what I tell myself of who I am really will impact my life and will impact my family and will impact my business tree. And so all of that to say in 2019, the Lord was so kind to allow me to focus on my identity in Christ. And that was beautiful. And so I encourage you, if you have never looked in God's word for I am statements that are biblically rooted in God's truths, uh, I encourage you to do that. And there are lists of them on Pinterest and all over. And I've actually put lists together myself. I would love to do that. I will be giving that to as a resource, I'm sure, at some point for my online community. So if you're not in the Garden of Favor Bloom Society, I encourage you get in there. There's thousands of women who love the Lord and most of them have businesses and we want to do life with God and we want to be seek first sisters where that's our main focus and then everything else happens and, and he blesses us with the rest. So all that to say, yes, I am statements are powerful. And when they're biblically rooted, they are truths. They are yes and amen. But here's where some things get a little tripped up. Okay. So things get a little tripped up in that if we say things like I am loved, in Christ, by you can even add in Christ or um, by God or you know whatever you want to. If you want to really make them like super extra spiritual, if you want, you don't have to. But I mean, I think having the verses tied to it, knowing where they're, knowing where it's coming from, is really important because I am statements are really not about you. They're not about me. They are about who God says that we are because of what Jesus did for us. 
and what he's doing in us and what he's doing through us and what he's doing with us, right? And so 2020 came around and I felt like I had a really good understanding of who God says that I am in God's word. But however, 2020 happened and we all know the whole entire world was impacted in 2020. So as I'm saying all these statements that I am loved, I am free, I am forgiven, I am called, I am chosen, I am worthy, I am a daughter of a king, I am, I can say all these things, right? Um, I am all, all of the things that I knew, right? There was a little bit of a disconnect. And there was a little bit of a, a still like a kind of a question mark at the end of that. And perhaps we have been so focused on I am statements that we have forgotten the importance and the significance of God is statements. All of these I am statements are good, but if we don't have a deep understanding of God's character and God's nature and his identity and who he is, if we're saying all these statements and that they're, you know, because of God or Jesus, like, they're not plugged into the, the power source. And so if we have a really strong understanding of who we are, but we don't really, but we're saying it even biblically rooted in Christ, but then we don't have a true understanding of who God is, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. If we don't have an understanding of who God is, we're only halfway there. And it'll only feel good when it feels good. And we really probably won't even believe half of those statements because we won't truly be plugged into the source of God, his nature, his character, his identity. Who is this God that loves me so much? And I will be honest with you. I ask God, do you really love me? So I knew these statements, God, you, God, I am loved. I am loved by God. But then I'm like, wait, God, 2020 happened. I'm like, wait, do you really love me? And are your plans for me really good? Because this doesn't look good. This doesn't sound good. This doesn't feel good. This doesn't, this is not good. At least to me in my human mind, it didn't feel good. It didn't sound good. It didn't look good. And I went on this deep, deep journey to identifying and discovering God's character and God's identity. And that is where my I am statements became really powerful because I wasn't so focused on me and it turned into God is statements. So every year since 2018, I've been trying to read through the Bible. If you want to do that with me and with another group of women, I'm excited to share with you something that is coming. I have a lot of women that say, I'd really love to read the Bible. I'd really love to understand it because listen, I was raised in a Christian home and I never once read the entire Bible until my 30s. So you are not too late and there is uh, there's, there's never too late to dive in and the, the, the spiritual growth that I've had over the last few years since doing that has me convinced that that is the answer for all of our needs we know when you maybe have been even told that your whole life, or maybe you haven't been told that your whole life, but I'm telling you, it is the biggest transformation in my life, reading God's word. And I'll tell you, prior to 2018, I just was like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's like reading Shakespeare. I also have a free workshop. It's how to read the Bible, how to pray, and how to hear God's God's voice. Um, 
it's I'll leave it in the show notes I always have it there so you can totally tap into that if you want to get a head start but anyways all that to say I'm so excited to really encourage and walk alongside of you and listen I'm not a bible scholar I wrestled with that for a long time this is an I am statement that I wrestled with like well I am not I don't know all of the bible enough to like teach it and I don't I'm not I didn't go to seminary. I didn't go to a ministry school. And so who am I to teach this stuff to these women? Because what if I get it wrong? What if I lead people astray? And so I have definitely had to deal with some of those I am statements. But where you fall short, God fills in the gaps. If you are a perfectionist and you struggle with that like I have in my life, I want to encourage you today that where you fall short of your perfectionism is exactly why Jesus came because he is the only human to ever walk on earth that in the form, he came in the form of a man, right? He is the only person to ever walk on this earth that was perfect. Where you miss the mark, Jesus fills in the gaps for you. He is perfection through you. So, Maybe that'll hope, hopefully I pray that that lets you exhale today. For those of you who struggle who perfect with perfectionism like I have, I always say I'm a recovering perfectionist, but goodness gracious, it creeps in, totally creeps in in my life. And again, some of those subconscious thoughts, right? We operate from our subconscious. 90% of our decisions are made on autopilot. It's why you can drive from point A to point B somewhere that you've been a hundred times in your life. And you honestly, there's probably times you've got there and you forget Oh my goodness, I don't even remember making that left turn or sitting at that stoplight or whatever. It's so autopilot. You live and I live my life like that from a subconscious place, which is why it's so powerful to understand what is your subconscious telling you? What has been planted in your garden, in your mind, and that is living there whether you know it or not? And most people, which is why I have a job, don't even know what they're saying. A lot of times women will say to me, man, once I point it out to them, they're like, goodness, I'm really mean to myself. Like, yes, you are. We are. And there's reasons for that. Um, there, there are a couple different reasons. I won't get into the science of all that today. It's super fascinating. But I want to encourage you from this podcast specifically. I am statements are powerful. Yes, I want to share with you why they're good. And I, I absolutely get them so that they're rooted in God's word and that you are believing who God says that you are. But if you don't have a strong understanding of God's character and God's nature, that he is sovereign, that he is love, that he is just, that he is righteous, that he is your vindicator, that he is your protector, that he, and I could go on and say some of these things that the Lord has showed me while I was reading God's word. And again, I was sharing a little bit like last year, I was looking for God is statements all throughout scripture. And I wasn't going on a journey, like looking for them. But as I was reading God's word, he would highlight things to me that was like, oh, that is God. He is my salvation. God is my rock. Jesus is our rock. God is my protector. God is love. Um, <clears throat> God is my father. My Abba, my Papa is what that translates to in Hebrew. I don't know if you have any relationship issues with your dad, but if you do, there's a really good chance that you have relationship issues with God, your Papa, your Abba Father, who loves you so much, so, so much. And there's so much deep dive I could go into that. And, and your relationship with earthly relationships with anybody and, and even Jesus. Um, recently, I had a really amazing revelation with a coach of mine. You know, I've always heard Jesus is like a brother. He's also like a friend. 
but we know that we are the bride of Christ and I've never really looked quite, and I know he's coming back for his bride, right? I've heard that and I've said that before, but I've never prayed to Jesus like my husband. Interesting concept, huh? Because we are the bride of Christ as a church, as the body of Christ, right? We are the bride. He is coming back for his bride, which, which is why he wants us to be spotless and blameless, um, which is, you know, the importance of repentance. But wow, that blew my mind. I was like, no, I have never prayed to Jesus like he's my husband ever. And that's very interesting. And I'm still like, this is fresh revelation for me uh, as far as my prayer life goes. And so I don't have much to share on that as I have only just started to explore, but I don't know who needs that today. I know that one of my clients needed it. Um, and so I encourage you with that. And then Holy Spirit, like, wow, the Lord is teaching me so much about Holy Spirit and how he is my guide and oh it's just amazing with who is holy spirit and what purpose does he serve in my life and your life and and in this journey so it is crucial if you're going to be saying i am statements sister friend can you please commit to also adding some god is statements in there so that when you say those things that they are not just a mindset this is where it this is where the power of this comes in they're not just your mindset they're your heart posture they're your heart set I talk a lot about mindset, but I talk a lot about heart set. And before any of the women in my um, courses and my group program that I that I have, that we talk a lot about tilling the soil. Tilling the soil is preparing our heart for whatever the Lord has for us. And there's a lot of parts about tilling the soil, and part of that is your heart set. We can talk all day long about I am this, I am that, but if we don't believe it, or if it's not rooted in the right thing, and we don't erase the negative. I am statements, that's why sometimes they also don't work, right? Um, because one, they're, they're, you still have the negative ones there and you don't cut off that neuropath that your brain has created on autopilot saying that I am whatever. And just so you know, they're always, almost always tied to three lies or three things that you, that well, not three lies slash there are three basic human needs to a person and it's to feel loved, to feel safe, and to feel worthy or enough. And almost any lie of the enemy is going to attack one of those three areas to make you feel not safe, not loved, and not worthy, not enough. Fascinating. So fascinating. I'm going to start sharing a lot more about this stuff with you all um, as we dive into God's word. Um, and God's word does say that uh, our tongue has the power to bring life or death. So what you are speaking over yourself, whether it's verbally out loud or subconsciously, literally has the power to speak life or death. And are you speaking life into yourself? And are you understanding who you are in Christ? And in addition to that, do you know who God is? And I'm going to encourage you, ask the Lord to help you reveal the difference between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He's Trinity, three in one, but they are different uh, purposes that he serves, which is why they exist, right? And it's powerful when you really uh, understand that. So, Part of why I am statements don't work alone, and it's why they will feel good for a minute, but why they don't stick is because you're not getting rid of the neuropath of the lie. You're just kind of speaking over it. It's almost as if it is a band-aid. And that is what I get to do with women one-on-one. -on -one. Help them identify the lies, and then I help them not only erase the lie, but then replace it with God's truth. And what so many people do is they're just trying to replace the lie with God's truth, but they don't erase the lie. And it's still there subconsciously. It's still there in the weeds. It's still there kind of hidden in the mess of the garden, 
which again is preventing you and I from experiencing God's favor, right? When we're not truly walking in our identity in Christ and who we are in him. So are I am statements powerful? Yes. Should they be rooted in God's word? A thousand percent, yes. And they're really not all that powerful if you don't really truly understand the nature of God and who he is. And when you do, you're it's like a double whammy. It's like, yes, okay, I know who God is. I know who he says that I am. And when I know who he is and what he says about me, it's truth. Because of who God is, it's truth. And then if you don't get help to really cut those neuropaths off of the lies, perhaps that's why you're frustrated and you feel like you're kind of in this emotional cycle of feel good, not feel good, feel good, but it's it's there. And this is exactly why I actually pursue, I'm pursuing this certification because I personally, as I'm working through my own trauma, I've been like, but I know I can say all the I am statements, but it's not enough. Like, why is this not enough? Why is this not working? And I'm praying and I'm hiring coaches and I'm doing all these things to like help myself figure this out. And it's because I haven't been really cutting off the lie and pulling the weeds out of the garden and then replacing it with truth. So if that resonates with you and you're like, man, I could use some help on that, I would absolutely love to uh, talk with you about coaching uh, and see if I can help you weed your garden. I feel like, you know, I've recently been playing around with like, what am I going to, what do I call myself? I've changed my title a hundred times. I've actually changed my, I feel like my profession a hundred times, but the Lord continues to show me the calling is to point women to Jesus and to help them with their mindset and their heart set so that they're living and experiencing their personal garden of favor. So I would love to help you um, cultivate a strong, healthy, good mind the way that the Lord has given us. So I hope that helps you. I hope that gives you some things to think about writing some I am statements and partnering those with some, you know, whether, you know, we do them together or not, but like really understanding God's nature and who he is. Um, and really understanding the importance of both mindset and heart set. All right, Father God, thank you. Thank you for this truth. Thank you that you have given us the ability to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Father, thank you for the science behind our minds, the way that you've created it, the things that they are learning, that our minds and our gut and our heart are all intertwined. And it's almost like who comes first, the, the chicken or the egg. But God, you have created all of us as a whole being, um, mind, body, and spirit. And Father, that you have given us tools and you have helped us to be able to see how our words speak life or death over us, over our family over other people. Father, watch the words that are coming out of our mouth. Father, help us to see the words that are hidden deep in our heart. Are they lies or are they truth? If they're lies, Father, help us to uproot those lies and pull them out of our garden so that we can make room for who you say that we are. And you say who we are because you are love, God. You are good. You are full of mercy and kindness. And Father, we thank you for your nature. You are holy and you are worthy to be praised. Father, thank you for this platform to be able to share these truths with these incredible women on the other side. And I can't wait to meet some of them face to face. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.